0: Good evening, good evening, and good evening. We're so happy that you all have chosen to tune in on this Monday evening at the Quarantine Moving Forward Revival. I pray that God has been good to all of you. I'm so happy that you are in the place, in the virtual sanctuary tonight to give God's name, honor, glory, and praise. We are now live. I want to invite you now to go ahead and press that share button so that those around you, those with whom you are in connection can know that God is doing something great here at the Quarantine Moving Forward Revival. Again, I just want to welcome you. Make yourself comfortable. Go ahead and let those who are around you be aware that God is moving here. Press that share button. Press that share button. Let us know where you're tuning in from because we definitely want to show you some love. And again, appreciation for tuning in on this evening. Are you all ready to worship God? If you're ready to worship God, go ahead and press that heart button. Press that heart button. God has something great in store for us this evening. He has a blessing with your name on it. And I am certainly looking forward to the mighty move of God that's going to take place tonight. Tonight's hashtag, as a reminder, is going higher. Y'all ready to go higher tonight? We're going to go ahead and use that hashtag tonight, going higher. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I have an announcement for you. I have a surprise this evening. I did not come here alone. I came here with some good folks, some good people, And one person in particular who you all are very familiar with, this is a preacher of the gospel who launched us into our quarantine moving forward revival with so much power, so much anointing. He even last week hosted for us. So you all are very familiar with none other than Pastor Rashad Burden. Pastor Burden, if you are on the line, we want you to go ahead and join us right now so that we can go ahead and move forward tonight. I want the people to see that you are with us. Pastor Rashad Burden is here. But not only is Pastor Burden here, but we also have Pastor Lola Johnson, who's also here to read, to preach the word of God and to deliver the message of God to us on this particular evening. And I'm so extremely excited about what God is going to do through her. We also have Pastor Keith Goodman. Pastor Keith Goodman, all the way from Houston, Texas, is joining us tonight. So we are in for a treat. I'm excited about what God has in store for us. Now, if you have been tuning in, you got to know that we have opportunities to show love to everyone, um, all of you guys who are tuning in from all over the globe, I just want to say thank you. Thank you guys for tuning in. We got some folk that have tuned in all the way from the UK. UK is in the house. I appreciate you guys for coming through. Um, We also have people from Virginia. Thank you, Virginia, for coming through. What about my people from Atlanta? I see Atlanta represented here tonight. Um, Let me see who else is here. We got some folk from Bermuda. Bermuda has been holding it down this whole time. We appreciate you guys. Um, we also want to make sure that you know that we got folk from Neptune, New Jersey. Uh-oh, New Jersey is representing. And I think I know why we got some folk from New Jersey because our preacher comes and hails from New Jersey. So, listen, we appreciate all of you guys for tuning in. Don't forget, let us know where are you tuning in from. We want to show you some love and again appreciation for you guys joining us on this evening. Um, I want you guys to know that God has been using you to be a tremendous blessing to this world. You have sown seeds of financial blessing. You've sacrificed. You've been generous in your giving and you've been cheerful in your giving. And tonight I want you guys to know that we appreciate you. We appreciate you because you have been faithful. All of you who've been giving have provided opportunities for people all over the globe to receive the blessing that they've been praying for in this time of financial crisis. I want to remind you guys of where we were able to send your money, where we were able to bless people. We were able to bless a single pregnant Um, a single mother now in Virginia with $531. We were able to bless a single mother in Houston with $400. We were able to bless a family in Florida with $325. We were able to bless a single mother in Michigan with $400. We were able to bless a Florida pregnant woman with $400. We were able to bless a Jamaican single mother with $409. We were able to bless a single mother of four in Greensboro, North Carolina with five hundred. dollars And $50, and we were able to bless another Florida family with $535. I want to celebrate you guys. Thank you. Thank you so very much for pouring in. This is the outflow of God's Spirit. We know that this is merely um, you all being used by God. And if nothing else transpires, if not another sermon is preached, we want to say thank you because you are a sermon, you are the blessing, you are the answer to prayer that many of these individuals have been praying. We wanna remind you that if you do have the opportunity, if you do have resources that you wanna pour into the Quarantine Moving Forward Revival, we have that opportunity for you guys. Um, You can give by going over to the Cash App and you can give at the Cash App, the money sign, The Quarantine Revival. Again, that is the Cash App, the Money Sign, the Quarantine Revival. And we also want you guys to know that you can give over at PayPal. PayPal, using that avenue, you can give by going to PayPal and using our Gmail account. And that is the Quarantine Revival at gmail.com. Again, that is the Quarantine Revival at gmail.com. Let me go ahead and put this on the screen for you guys so that you can see it, so that you can capture it. Um, take a screenshot if you need to. We want to make sure that you guys know how you can give and be a blessing. Again, that is revival at gmail.com, going to PayPal. And with the Cash App, you can use the money sign, The Quarantine Revival. And we appreciate you guys so very much for pouring in and for giving. Uh, we want to invite right now Pastor Keith Goodman. We want to invite him in. To the virtual sanctuary. We want you guys to know that Pastor Goodman is here and he's excited about this opportunity to, to worship with us. So we want to make sure that you guys know that he is here, that Pastor Burton is here, and Pastor Lola Johnston is here. Um, I want to make sure that they have the opportunity to come in and share with you guys. So let me ask you: how are y'all doing? Have you been experiencing blessings in this quarantine moving forward revival? If God has been good to you. And if you believe that God has blessed you through the preached word, through the songs of praise and preparation, if you appreciate those people who have come through and who have given of themselves by delivering the message of God straight to the mailbox of your heart, then I want you to be able to share your testimony. Yesterday, we had a young lady by the name of Ebony who was able to send over a video and that video was telling us all about how God blessed, all about how God has been using the quarantine moving forward revival to not just bless her, but to bless her family as well. We also want you guys to, if that is your desire to share your testimony, then please, guys, please, can you go ahead and give us a video of your testimony? Send it over to our Gmail account. Send it to our Gmail account. Our Gmail account is... The Quarantine Revival at gmail.com. Again, that is the Quarantine Revival at gmail.com. We want you guys to be able to participate and let us know how God is blessing you through this quarantine revival. Again, we celebrate you and we appreciate you guys for sharing all of what God has been doing during this amazing time. Y'all, this is a movement. This is a movement that has more to do than than with one person or two people. This is a movement that has to do with a body of believers who are connecting themselves with each other all over the world. And it is our desire that you guys participate, not just by watching and tuning in. We wanna make sure that you guys participate by letting us know how God has been a blessing to you. So please send us a video through our Facebook page, the Quarantine Moving Forward Revival, or you can send us a video through your Gmail account. Um, At this time, again, I want to invite Pastor Burden and Pastor Keith Goodman to go ahead and try to jump on in with us. We're going to spend some time uh, worshiping God together tonight, and we want to make sure you're able to see them. We want to make sure you're able to see them uh, because God is good. God is good. He's great. He's awesome, and he deserves
1: our praise. Hey, J.D., I'm on here, but I can't start the video, but I'm right here. Hey, you're, you're on yeah. with us. Okay, Pastor Good okay. is here. It says you got to start
0: me. I got to start your video. Let me yeah. see if I can work this out real fast. <laughs> I want to make sure that the people can see you. Let me see how I can get that started for you. And as we are trying to work on this, again, we want to remind you guys that tonight we do have a preacher of righteousness who is here. Yeah. Um, tonight we have none other than Pastor Lola Moore Johnson. This woman of God, anointed, power-packed woman of God, she hails from New Jersey, a native of Elizabeth, New Jersey, and is the first of three daughters born to Marilyn and Calvin Moore III. She felt the call of God on her life at a very early age, and she began serving in various capacities at the Trinity Temple SDA Church in Newark, New Jersey. If you're from New Jersey, then you need to be pressing that heart button. Let us know that God has been blessing you there in New New Jersey. She emerged as a leader and a change agent while she was earning her BA in religious studies over there at La Sierra University in Riverside, California. La Sierra, we got to show you some love. Her preparation continued as she went to Andrews University, where she earned her Master's of Divinity degree. And since then, she's served in various capacities all over the country. She is one of those preachers who you can't wait to hear because she has the gift of communication and the anointing of God is on her. And she's gone across the world, all over the world, to share the message of the good news of Jesus Christ. While she has been blessed to enjoy success personally and professionally, God saw fit to bless her even more with great joy because she married her friend and her partner in life, Keith Johnston in November of 2016. So we celebrate them. And we also want you to know that she currently serves as the senior pastor of the Woodbridge Seventh-day Adventist Church in Woodbridge, Virginia. We celebrate Woodbridge and we love you guys. And we say thank you for joining us tonight. Um, God is good. His mercy is everlasting and his truth endures through all generations. At this time, I want to encourage you guys to...
1: Encouraging, yeah. Uh, to, to encourage us that right now in this time that is uh, unprecedented. To use an overworked term, yeah. The God is doing something. We don't need to focus on what's next, but to but to value. What he's put right in our hands. That was a good word. Every message that I've heard has just been so powerful. Yeah. Uh, that man that's on the right side of my screen, Rashad Burden. I mean, yes, sir. Yes, sir. He's coming out the gate. Come on. A word. I'm just blessed and good. Uh, honored to be a part of it.
0: Good stuff. Good stuff. What about you, Pastor Burden? Man,
1: I have been
2: I have been blessed every every night, and I I echo what Pastor Goodman just said. Last night I was reminded, and I don't want I I hope no one is still under the misconception that mm-hmm. pastors don't need a word from Amen. another pastor. Right. And, <laughs> and pastor Johnson spoke to my soul last night. Yeah, um, and I'm sure that I wasn't the only one um, who. Who may have something that seem that may seem normal and mundane, mm-hmm. um, but the fact of the matter is, if God told you to walk with it, you need hey. to walk with it. And, <laughs> and, and that was just that was just that was for me. Yeah. And I'm just so I was so very blessed by him. Uh, yeah. Of course, um, Pastor. Pastor Humphreys, yes, um, Pastor Crawford, yes, Pastor, Pastor Johns, yes, um, Pastor Willis, yes, all of those guys, Pastor Martin, I, I could I could name everyone <laughs> every night. Yes, um, it, it was a beautiful thing. I'm just so glad that 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 God saw fit to predestine me to go first. Yeah, I'm just so happy. Um, that, that he gave you that manner of wisdom <laughs> and, and foresight to, to get me in real quick because he knew what would come after.
0: Good, good. Well, you did a great job launching us, man. You set the bar kind of high, I ain't going to lie. And do kind
1: of take the kind of out. He set it high.
0: Listen, listen, he put the pressure on. Everybody went to their study closet. They want to make sure they came out with a fresh word because Pastor Burton <laughs> dropped that word on us. Again, I appreciate you guys for joining us tonight. Look, we're going to go right into a season of prayer you all do know that there are so many different things that are happening around the world um, many are full of anxiety fear don't know what to expect but there are also people who know what prayer does people know that prayer works they're people who are assaulting the heavens and tonight i'm going to ask that we would do the same thing pastor goodman i'm going to ask if you don't mind just as the spirit leads can you intercede on our behalf tonight we have a number of people who've been sending us their prayer requests And we want to make sure that you all do know who are tuning in right now. If you need prayer, if you want people who are going to pray with specificity over your specific situation, we're asking you that you would please send us your prayer request. Give it to us in the comment section. Give it to us in the private message to the Facebook app, The Quarantine Moving. forward revival revival that facebook profile please send it to us we want to make sure that you know that we're praying with you and for you every day we're praying over those requests and tonight we're going to do that again we're going to just take these things to the lord in prayer and we're going to trust that god doesn't just hear but that god's going to answer and move in a mighty and a marked way so if we could let's go ahead and assume some position of respect we're going to go to god in prayer pastor goodman please take us to the throne
1: let us pray Our Father and our God, we are so grateful for the privilege of prayer. The old hymn writer says, what a friend we have in Jesus, all our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer. And lately I've just been thanking you for this privilege that is ours to cast all of our cares upon you because we know that you care for us. We remember the words that Paul spoke in Hebrews where he says, that we may come boldly to the throne of grace to receive grace and help in time of need. And right now, all across, not just this country, but across this globe, we are in need of you. We are in need of you as we are in the midst of a pandemic. And as we watch the news, and even when we try to turn it off, it's still in our face as even on the most beautiful days, we are out and we see people with masks on and And We hear of the death toll that has mounted all around the globe, and there's terror and fear and anxiety in the hearts of men, but we thank you that we can bring it to you and that there is nothing that you have not taken your eye off of, that you've not paid attention to, and so, God, we bring you all of our worries and all of our cares. There are people that are tuned in tonight who have been furloughed or who have been dismissed from their jobs, and they don't know what's gonna happen in the next few weeks. They've applied for some payroll protection program and they haven't gotten a response. They've they've done what they can, but they're in a place now where they are completely dependent upon you. I hear David speaking across the chasm of time saying, I've been young and now I'm old, but I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor a seed begging for bread. And so God, we pray that you will meet every need and that you'll provide for those who don't know where the next meal is going to come from, don't know how they're going to pay their rent, don't know how they're going to make their mortgage payment. And so God, we ask that you'll meet that need. And ask we ask God that you will help us to understand what it is you're doing in this time. That we'll thank you for what we have, that instead of mourning and bemoaning what we don't have, that we will take a moment to thank you for what we do have. That we'll treasure the time that you've allowed us to spend with our family that we'll enjoy what is in front of us, and thank you for even that. And we remember that when Solomon dedicated the temple, you told him this, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, you would do something, you would hear from heaven, you would heal, heal, heal their sin and forgive their sin and heal their land. And so God, we're claiming that right now in the name of Jesus. And we pray for Sister Lola Moore Johnson, Pastor Johnson, as she's about to take us into your word. Thank you for the preparation that you've already done with her in her study. And now as she shares that word with us, God, we just wanna hear a word from you. Give her preaching power and help our hearts to be massaged by the Holy Spirit. Break up the fallow ground of our hearts that we might receive your word with gladness. It's in the name of Jesus Christ we pray.
0: Amen. 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 amen And amen. Before we go to the song of preparation and praise, I want to just take a moment and ask Pastor Burden, if you don't mind jumping in, because Pastor Goodman, as you were praying, there was a request that came in. I want to make sure we we call this request out. Um, Aunt Addie, we're praying for Aunt Addie. She was diagnosed with breast cancer and it's aggressive. So I want us to call her name out right now in prayer. Um, so, if you don't mind, can you go ahead and do that for us? For
2: sure, for sure, Father, we thank you mm-hmm. we thank you because we, under the direction of your word, know that because you have our best interest at heart, that we no longer have to beg, we no longer have to plead, but we can thank you for the fact that Aunt Addie and any of our requests, God, are already yes in Jesus Christ. We thank you so much, God, that you are now sending a special portion of your spirit that excels in healing. And Father, we do not hope, but instead we expect to hear um, in the comments section, whether they reach out by message, that Aunt Addie's situation has turned around, not because we pray with passion, but because you have a passion for us. Mm -hmm. Father, we thank you for moving in a special way. Father, as I scroll through the comments, I see um, Jaquanda Mackey asking for prayer for Jamar um, in a special way. As I'm scrolling through the comments, Father, I see um, prayer requests um, on behalf of all the families that are affected by the pandemic, those who are looking for and hoping for their next job. Father, I see a prayer request from Daphne Bolden asking for prayer for her and her daughters in a special way. I see a prayer request from Elisa Elliott, um, Earless Elliott, um, praying for Mark in a special way. Father, in the name of Jesus, I see Kimberly Mormon and ask in the name of Jesus that you be with her family and her friends in a special way. We ask that you be with every parent, every niece, um, every aunt, every uncle, every nephew in a special way, every one God, we thank you so very much that you are so great and so awesome, that there are no um, words that I can string together that would exaggerate you. But Mm -hmm. because we call these things out, God we know that the ruler of the universe has them in his hands and if they're in your hands they're in the best hands they could be in Mm -hmm. so father we don't hope again we don't we don't we don't beg but God we expect that you are going to move on our behalf not because we are good but because you are good not because we have power but because you have power thank you Jesus in your name we forever pray amen and amen.
0: Amen. Amen. Thank you guys so very much for praying on our behalf. At this time, we're going to invite our sister, my cousin, Erica Gabriel, to come and lead us in song. And right after we hear from Erica Gabriel, we will then hear from none other than Pastor Lola Johnston.
3: Not a second. Searching the world Test.
4: in my hands right now saying, God, I need you now. Something about that song just articulates our hearts cry. And so thank you so much, Miss Erica, for that beautiful rendition. I want to say good evening to everybody and thank you so much to Pastor J.D. Doggett for including the ladies in the revival. It's always good to be included. And so we want to say thank you for not only including the ladies, but this wonderful move of God that has been taking place um, now in the third week. And it has been incredible to watch people from all over the world gather to hear the word of God. We asking God for revival in our hearts, not just that we're hearers of the word, but I'm believing God that someone's gonna be a doer of the word today and that we would hear and be changed. So thank you so much to Pastor Doggett for this revolutionary move of God that you've allowed God to move through you. And we pray that for what you have put out, that God will pour back into your bosom, pressed down, shaken together and running over. To my colleagues, Pastor Burden and Pastor Goodman, good evening, and it's so good to have you here. And uh, we're just excited about the word of God. Um, I've been debating, but I decided that I would go ahead and share that this week is a huge week for me because on Thursday, I turn 40. And so I'm being, oh man, I've just been doing all kinds of things to celebrate the fact that I'm walking into a new decade. Now I was a little afraid about that because I know these youngins, Pastor Bird and Pastor Dog, it might try to give me a hard time about that. But I'm just gonna trust that the spirit of God will mute you tonight in the name of Jesus, and keep you all together. Amen. Amen. So as I was coming into the new season, I did a couple of things to prepare. I prepared for a half marathon, ran it today by God's grace, um, decided that I was going to go back to school and things like that. But I also began to ask God for a specific word for my life as I move into a new decade. And I thought that God was going to give me a word for someone who was 40. But I realized that God wasn't going to do that for me tonight. God gave me a word for someone who was 39. Um, And that word has revolutionized the way that I see the next decade. And as I prayed about what to speak tonight, um, as we talk about not only moving forward in our quarantine revival, but now that you've tagged this week going higher, um, I believe that God is going to make us lighter in order to move us higher. And so we want to talk about that tonight. Um, I want to ask you to go with me to the book of Genesis, and we're looking at chapter 45 tonight at a 39-year-old who's going to give us a word from from the Lord. uh, Genesis chapter 45, and I'm reading from verses 1 through 8. And the New Living Translation renders it this way. Joseph could stand it no longer. There were many people in the room and he said to his attendants, out all of you. So he was alone with his brothers when he told them who he was. Then he broke down and wept. He wept so loudly the Egyptians could hear him and word of it quickly carried to Pharaoh's palace. I'm Joseph, he said to his brothers. Is my father alive? But his brothers were speechless. They were stunned to realize that Joseph was standing in front of them. Please come closer, he said to them. So they came closer and he said again, I am Joseph, your brother whom you sold into slavery in Egypt. But don't be upset and don't be angry with yourselves for selling me to this place. It was God who sent me here ahead of you to preserve your lives. This famine that has ravaged the land for two years will last five more years and there will be neither plowing nor harvesting. God has sent me ahead of you to keep you and your families alive and to preserve many survivors. So it was God who sent me here, not you. And he is the one who made me an advisor to Pharaoh, the manager of his entire palace and the governor of all Egypt. Tonight, I want to speak to you from the subject. He turned it. He turned it. Let's pray. God, as the song says, I need you now. In our private conversation, God, I asked for an anointing to break yokes. And I'm praying that right now all over the world that you would rattle all of the chains and shackles that are holding us. We ask that your word would do what you promised that it would. It would not return to you void, but it would accomplish what it is that you set out to do. So I'm asking God that tonight this would not just be an exercise in homiletics. I'm asking God that you would do something new, supernatural through this word. Free your people is my prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. He turned it. Like many of you, um, about two or three weeks ago, I was introduced to a, um, a television program. It is a documentary called um, "The Last Dance" on ESPN. It's about uh, Michael Jordan and the Bulls as they are preparing for their last go-round to um, to contend for another championship ring. And um, being a high schooler during that time, I remember all that. But as I was watching along with my husband, just looking on, I heard something that baffled and saddened me. It was an interview with Isaiah Thomas as he recounted his experience with the Bulls during that time. Um, Although he is uh, boyishly cute now and seems harmless, it, it was shown to me through the documentary that he was quite nasty and a pretty bad player during that time. He and the Detroit Pistons used to beat up on our Michael Jordan. Can you believe it? And after having beat up on Michael Jordan, uh, Michael Jordan goes into the gym and he exercises and he says he puts on some muscle. And finally, the Bulls defeat the Pistons. And that night, as they the last game of the series, um, Isaiah Thomas and his team decide to do something that would change Isaiah Thomas's life forever. They decide that before the end of the game, the last game where the Bulls have actually clinched the championship, that Isaiah Thomas and his team will walk off of the court without shaking hands. Interesting. It wasn't the first team to have done it. Not the first, not the last to have done it. But they decide this. And because of that decision, Isaiah Thomas is passed over for an opportunity to participate with the dream team. You remember them, the Olympic team that went to play basketball across the world. Now, Isaiah Thomas, at this time presently, he was already a gold medalist in basketball for the Olympics. He had already won a gold medal. Isaiah Thomas since has earned degrees. He has been a coach. He has been a GM. Isaiah Thomas has made lots of money, but still in his old age, This man was near tears as he talked about being passed over for the dream team. You could see it in his eyes, the passion as he talked about the fact that he had amassed all of these different wonderful accoutrements on his resume, but his resume was still empty because he was not on the dream team. And I'm wondering, as I sit on my couch, how is it that this man who has experienced All of these wonderful experiences, championships in the NBA, uh, a gold medal in the Olympics. He's been a coach and a GM. He is wealthy beyond measure. We haven't seen him with any major health issues or anything. This man still is on that court wishing that on that day he would have shaken Michael Jordan's hand so he could be in the dream team. And as I looked at him and pitied him, I realized that the Holy Spirit tapped me on the shoulder and said, hey, hey, wait a minute. Now you can look down on Isaiah Thomas if you want to, but how many times have you with your blessed self found yourself trapped in a moment in the past? How many times have you looked back on a moment and found yourself no matter how many years past, wondering what life would have been like if this would have gone differently? Have you ever been there? Where you're looking in the mirror and and even though you look good and you smell good and you have a home and you have a car and you have a job, you still are wondering what would have happened if somebody would have given you a pencil in the second grade. Come on in here, somebody. If the bully would not have taken your peanut butter and jelly sandwich, y'all. Or if if somehow you would have gotten picked for the kickball team. There are some of us in our 30s and 40s still holding grudges from college and still holding grudges from high school, looking at life, wondering what would have been different. And I realized today that many of us, as we've come into COVID-19, that COVID-19 is not the worst threat for all of us, we are all involved potentially in a hostage situation. We're being held hostage but not held hostage by someone else. We're being held hostage by ourselves in a past situation. And as the future tries to move forward and have have opportunities presented to us as there are new relationships that are coming about, as we are going to new places and learning new things, we still find ourselves hostage to the past. And so the question that we have to ask tonight is, how do we get free? How do we become free from from wondering and going over and over in our minds, what would it have been like if if I would have dated X, Y, Z, and if I would have married this one, and, and if this would have worked out? How would it have been if this job didn't let me go? If I would have gotten that promotion, how would our lives be if we could just live in the moment? And I believe that this text here has something to say about it. The, the Bible lets us know that, that this man, Joseph, is 39 years old. It has been 22 years since he was sold from his father's house in Canaan. He stands in the middle of Pharaoh's palace, and he is second in command to the number one world power of the time. The man is immeasurably rich. He's an immeasurably, uh, immeasurably influential. But... Th- isn't it crazy that as he is going about minding his own business, living his life 22 years later, God allows these brothers who harmed him all those years ago to wander into his line as he was selling. The Bible lets us know if you're not familiar, the, the story goes from about Genesis 37 to 45, you should read it when you have some time. It lets us know that 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 Joseph was sold into slavery, and over 22 years ago, that that uh, set of, of of things came into play into his life that land him in this position. And at this point in time, he is selling grain to everyone in the known world. I refuse to believe that he is the only person selling grain. He is not the only person who's collecting money. He's not the only table out there, but somehow the brothers who betrayed him 22 years ago, wander into his line. And I am convinced that this is a Holy Ghost setup for Joseph. This is a, a, a place where there's an opportunity for Joseph to move forward, but it all is determined on how Joseph handles this situation. Watch this now. When Joseph meets his brothers, he could be uh, sent in a warp back to his 17 year old self. And remember how they used to talk about him, that he could be sent back and remember how they threw him in a pit. They, he could be sent back and and remember how he was stripped away from the father he loves, but Joseph does not do that. He could be, sent back to Potiphar's house. And remember that because of what the brothers did, he was sent as a slave to serve Potiphar. And because he was sent into that house, eventually he was falsely accused of rape or attempted rape and then sent to jail. He could do all of that, but Joseph does not do that. I wanna talk about what Joseph does. You wanna hear this? Listen, listen. When Joseph comes to this moment, Joseph does not highlight what the brothers have done. Joseph does not look at those boys and start rehearsing what they have done. Joseph keeps his eye on what God has done. Now watch this. I mean, this is where it gets good. I'm sorry, I wiggle around when I when I start, you know, really enjoying a message. So I'm gonna just wiggle for a little bit. Watch this. When Joseph looks at his picture, when he remembers what God had done, then the story sounds a little different. Watch this, when Joseph looks back, he realizes that before he was betrayed, God gave him a dream to tell him what the ultimate outcome would be. Watch this, God gives Joseph a peek into his future and the dream, Though the family thought it was meant to taught them or to make them feel lower than him, God was giving Joseph the tool he need to keep him sane on the way he was gone. Isn't it good that God does not do anything to us before first revealing his secrets. He he revealed his secret to Joseph. He lets Joseph know that there is going to come a time where the people around you who are talking about you are going to bow down to you. There is going to come a time where you are going to rule over the people around you. And so Joseph from the very beginning does not have the temptation to be trapped in the moment. Joseph has his eyes toward the future. I wonder today, if that is what kept Joseph in the pit if as he was making his way being sold to to the uh, Midianites on his way to Egypt, if the dream that God gave him is what kept him in. I want to suggest to somebody in here tonight that there are some things that God has spoken to you and those things are not just for you to just write down in your journal and move on. Those things that God has revealed to you are supposed to keep your mind in peace as you go through hell around you. Look, 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 you You may be sick right now but if God has revealed to you that there is greatness in your future then you know that this sickness is not unto death oh my goodness if God has spoken a word over your child and even though your child may be acting crazy you know that God has a purpose and plan for that child and so you don't have to go crazy over your kid if God has told you that he has wealth in your future that there's an idea that he's gonna bless then you don't have to stress over the red numbers in your bank account what God God will do is God will give us a glimpse into our future to keep us in the present. And so here is Joseph as he's making his way into Egypt. He has a helmet on him. It is a revelation from God that keeps him in peace as he's going into the storm. Can I just say one other thing, right? We we also realize that when, when Joseph starts looking at what God had done, then joseph also realizes when we when we look at the text when we read it as as revelation has been given that the brothers who put him in the pit intended to kill him oh y'all don't oh y'all don't hear me today but as they're sitting around trying to figure out how to kill him god sends a caravan oh my goodness and the caravan rescues him From death, because God had a plan for him. Is is there anybody in here today that knows that if things would have happened the way the enemy wanted it, that you would be dead right now? That we will be viewing your body. Oh my goodness! That there will be an obituary written with your picture on it. But thanks be to God that the thing that was meant to kill you was not successful. But God put a hedge of protection around you and he kept you when you didn't know that you were being kept. So here is Joseph. Come on in here. This is, oh my goodness. He is not focused on what the brothers have done. He focuses on what God has done. And when he starts to focus on what God has done, that view on, of who God is and what God was doing in his life keeps Joseph for the next 22 years. As he's in Potiphar's house, He's not acting like a slave. The Bible says that everything that Joseph put his hand to was blessed, that that everything he touched was anointed. And so Potiphar, who is an, an idolater, Acknowledges the anointing of God on Joseph's life and puts this young boy who has not managed anything over his whole house. Y'all don't hear me in here today that Joseph was a prize son. He was he was a tattletale, that he never had to do hard work in his life. But but when God escorted Joseph to Potiphar's house. God gave Joseph some skills and some abilities. He gave him some wisdom and some discernment that that his father didn't give to him. Oh my goodness! Can I can I can I go back again? I'm, I'm just I'm just sharing. I'm just sharing. I'm just sharing. Look 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 look. So so he's getting this training in Potiphar's house, and it is a training that he would not have received at home because his father was dysfunctional and his brothers were toxic. And so look, God does something that most of us would resent, but it works out that God has placed Joseph in a place where his skills and abilities could both flourish and make room for him. See y'all are mad because there was a something kind of opening or somebody's looking at a, a, a raise or something. They're, they're looking for another higher position that you not, thought was yours. And you mad because you're still in the place where you are. But I'm trying to tell you today that God will put us where we need to be to prepare us for where we're going. And so when we make a determination that wherever we are, we're going to serve God with everything in us, even if it's sweeping the floor, I'm going to sweep the floor as unto God. If it's counting money, I'm going to count this money as unto God. If i, if I got to just open doors and, and be nice to people, I'm going to be nice to these people as unto God. And what God will do is he will use the place where you are to prepare you for where he knows that you're going. Haven't you been in situations Will you realize that the little mundane things that you used to do prepared you for exactly what it is that you're doing right now? That that, that there was not a course created for it, that there was not a, a boot camp that somebody put together, but God allowed the ABCs of the things that you used to do to prepare you perfectly for where He was sending you. I'm trying to tell you right now that when you look at your situation from God's perspective, you realize that God is putting some things in place that don't look right to you. Oh, my goodness. So look at this. So then when we look at him in Potiphar's house, he could have gotten mad and said, oh, that woman lied on me. She lied on me. And now I'm in prison. But look at this. God sends Joseph not to the penitentiary. He sends Joseph to the Fed. Somebody in here know what that means. <laughs> oh, that's all right. You don't have to put no, no hearts up if you understand me, but I, but I, he doesn't send, he don't send Joseph to the, the, the common people prison. He sends Joseph to the white collar prison, you know, a place where he can actually enjoy himself, even though he's locked up, you know, come on to Martha Stewart and all of that, you know, white collar crown. He sends Joseph to the bed. Look, and when Joseph gets to the bed, the people in the Fed recognize his gifts and ability, and put him over the Fed. Oh, somebody don't hear me in today. God gives Joseph uncommon favor, even in the Fed. <laughs> Haven't you been in a bad situation? Come on in here. You should have been locked up, but they just gave you. Come on, somebody know. They just gave you community service. Oh, somebody, oh, you don't have to testify. If it ain't an amen, just say, you know, just, just wave your hand a little bit. Somebody know what I'm talking about. But God can give us uncommon favor even in the low places in life. Aren't you glad that we serve a God who doesn't wait until you weigh up high to start blessing you? But God can come down to the low places where you have been, to the broken places that you go, the places where you never expected to be the ones that your parents said they didn't prepare you for. And God can still bless you there. So look, look, look. Joseph has been going through all of this. He's in the Fed. And when he's in the fed, he meets some people with connections. And because he meets some people with connections in the fullness of time, he's standing before Pharaoh. And watch this. And God had been preparing Joseph in Potiphar's house, preparing Joseph in the prison so that in one day he was promoted from the fed to second in command. What? What? No, y'all don't hear me. God has set it up so that this life that Joseph was living was preparation for a global anointing that God had on Joseph's life. And I want to say to you today, you mad because they kicked you out of podunk USA when God has global plans for you. You mad because the people back in your home church wouldn't let you sing when God has stadiums with your name on it. You mad because they wouldn't let you do certain things in your old job? but God has global aspirations for you. And so if we can just look from God's perspective, then we can see that God is doing something bigger than we we can even think. If Joseph were to go on his original plan, all he would have done is inherited a part of his father's herding business. But when God got in the mix and did what God was waiting to do, now he has a global influence that is able not only to save people around the world, but watch this, wait, wait, wait but also to save the very family that had sent him away 22 years ago. Wait a minute. You know, maybe many of us say, you know, ah, uh, you know, uh, that that Joseph was saying that you meant it for evil but God turned it around for good, but that's not the end of that verse. He says that God turned it around for good so I could save your Lies. Oh, come on, let's go there tonight. Many of us are looking back at those places that have harmed us, those places that have caused us pain. We said, I'm never going back there again. I don't have anything to say to them. They've broken me, they've hurt me, but I'm telling you that God has rescued us from those places so that we can rescue them. God is giving anointing for us to break generational curses, God is giving us anointing in order to free the generations behind us, nieces and nephews, aunties and uncles, brothers and sisters, mothers and fathers who are toxic and broken and don't see up from down. God has deployed us from those places so that we can go back and save them. So Joseph saw from the beginning that he was supposed to have some kind of beneficial connection with the people in his family. But if he is trapped at 17 with bitterness and toxicity and hurts from the past, he cannot fulfill the anointing that God placed on his life. But God performs a miracle in Joseph. Now, I'm not knocking any kind of mental health uh, interventions. I've been a part of them myself. So don't hear me saying that. Don't hear nobody saying Pastor Lola doesn't want people to go to therapists. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that God in that day wasn't using therapists because they weren't around. God performs a miracle in Joseph without an intervention, without a therapist. He performs a miracle in Joseph without being scared straight. God gives Joseph the power to both for, um, to both forgive and to be present in the moment. And I believe that for many of us that this quarantine season is a season where we can lay home lay hold to those very anointings. The anointing to forgive, and the anointing to live in the present moment. So let's be honest, let's be clear that many of us are living in 1997 when that person broke up with you. Some of us are living in 2007, when the job market went down, when you lost a home that you used to own. Some of us are living in 2017. In fact, some of us are living in three days ago, but your anointing is too important for you to be stuck in the past. In order for you to fulfill what God has for you, you have to be present and look. 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 Listen. Understand that the enemy knows as well that you have to be present in the moment. And so, if he can keep you in 2007 when you were not selected for that job, then you cannot fulfill what God has for you today. Look. Look. If you you could be stuck in 1987 when somebody hit you with a dodgeball and everybody in the gym started busting out laughing. And if you do that, then you cannot be present for today. And so many of us, watch this, we're not drunkards. We're not going to the club. We're not individuals who are on drugs. We're not sleeping around, but we stuck in the past. And we are just as ineffective when we are stuck in the past, as it would be if we were on substance abuse. I mean, it's the real, it's the real, he can't use a person who is not looking to the present, who is was not here. And, and many of us are drunk on memories, drunk on what happened at Oakwood, drunk on what happened at Andrews, drunk on what happened back in Podunk USA. And God is saying to each one of us, wake up. I need you here today. I need you in this moment, I need you, come on, wake up, come back to me, I need you right now. So Joseph, when his brothers come, thank God Joseph is not stuck in what happened 22 years ago. Joseph has already worked that thing out with God. Joseph and God have had an ongoing conversation. He knows that it was God who kept him over all of that time, that God had been with him, that God has set him up for something bigger, that God had been looking over him, that God allowed him to live, that God allowed him to be on the track that he was supposed to be on in order to be in this moment right now where he could single-handedly save his family's life. And because of it, when he meets his brothers and finally reveals to those brothers who he is, he does not go down memory lane to blame them for what they had done. He does not go down memory lane to talk about or try to floss on them and say, look at all that I had. He, he makes a very coherent statement to them. He's very present in the moment. And he says, we know that what you did was evil, but God worked it out for good so that many people could be saved. I wanna tell you, my sister, that the abuse that you went through was terrible. It was awful. It should never have happened to you. But the fact that you lived through it means that there's an opportunity for you to model for somebody else that they can survive. Oh, somebody can be saved by your testimony. My brother, even though that you were abused and you, you were going through what you went through, you saw what your mother went through, it was horrible. But God kept you through it. And the fact that you are here today means there is an opportunity for you to use what you learned in that to be a wonderful husband and father to your children and to help those who are going through the same thing. God repurposes our experiences to help us to be able to move forward and be of use to someone else. And- we know that all things work together for good to the call of God, to the ones that love God and the call according to his purpose in Christ Jesus. That is the benefit of being in God. That we are not the only ones supervising our situation, but God in his power, in his omnipotence can take the broken things that we've gone through and he can work them out for good. So the question I have for you today, Did he turn it? Did he make a way? Did he open the door? Did he keep you when you didn't know you were being kept? Did he allow you to stay alive through stuff that has killed other people? Is he keeping you right now? Come on in here, somebody. Has God given you supernatural open doors? Have you seen the way that he has blessed you and given you opportunities that you were not even qualified for? Has God allowed you to be able to find a degree and to actually earn a degree? And sometimes you were not even present to write the paper. Somebody just held you by the hand and walked you through your classes. Is there any way That you could look back on your experiences and say that that the enemy meant it for evil, but God worked that thing. He worked it for good. I know that God was working on my behalf. Is there anybody here that could say, I never would have made it without him, but hey, he was there. He worked it out. He did it. He accomplished his work in me. Anybody out there that could just be honest and say, I know that the Lord was working on my behalf. And if you can say that, I'm telling you, it's not just for you. It's not just for you. Joseph's family was a mess. It was awful. His brother took one of his father's concubines and slept with her. The brothers went out and destroyed a whole city of men because the sister was raped. You got all of this foolishness. His father got four women pregnant, and all the kids running out, and they in fighting with his father. I mean, his father's family was a mess. They would not have fit into Egypt without Joseph. God had to take somebody out of that family to go somewhere else and to get healed. Oh, I'm, oh my God, oh my God. To go somewhere else and be exposed to something different. Come on in here, somebody. To go somewhere and get some fresh air from the toxicity so that they could go back and model what health is like. Somebody in here today knows what I'm talking about and rather, listen, listen, if you, if you just listen to me today, and know that you can look with sobriety in this moment and say, man, God really did keep me. Then you can be set free from your hostage situation. You don't have to sit and cry in your corner about what happened in 1983, no more. It's done, it's over, but God worked what happened in 1983. And there's some opportunities in 2020 That he will use that as fuel for, but we got to be available and willing to come out of the hostage situation in the past and be present. God revealed to me that I cannot hold somebody hostage and not be held hostage myself. In order to keep somebody locked up, I got to stay there myself. And many of us feel that because we holding these grudges that we holding somebody accountable because justice needs to be served, but you can't serve justice while you are not present there yourself. You can't move forward. If you're trying to hold somebody from the past, we got to let this stuff go. We gotta let it go tonight. We talk about moving forward. We talking about going higher, but you ain't going nowhere. If you are holding people hostage in your past, you got to let them go, sis. You got to let him go, bruh. You got to let him go. And trust that in due season that God will make all things right. He'll he'll work it out. But, but you can't be the warden over that stuff. You got to let it go. So, so Joseph looks at his brothers and he tells his brothers, Y'all don't worry about nothing that you did to me. Ooh. Because of what you did. I'm standing where I am today. And I'm telling you today, my brother, my sister, if you are willing to trust God enough to let those people go, then you'll see that you're standing in a place of
5: privilege today,
4: a place of privilege that you can share with somebody else. So tonight I'm just want to talk with somebody who wants to be free. You've been looking back, you've been You've been really challenged by the things that happened in your past and you know good and well that you're not living up to your potential. God has given you this pause, this this liminal moment in time that we probably will never get again, where you can have some time to yourself to really work that thing out. You know that it's you. And I want to ask tonight, if you will trust me and trust God, I want to pray a prayer of deliverance over you. Would you let me do that? And we just want to ask God to set us free from the prisons of our past. We want to be free. We want to move forward. We want to move higher. We want to go higher. I want everything that God has. Don't you? I want all of it. And if it's global, then I don't want to be stuck to an organization. Somebody needed that word right there. My anointing is global. I don't want to be stuck in an organization. I want all that God has for me, but I'm going to have to let them folk go and trust that God had it all worked out. Come on, let's pray. In the name of Jesus tonight, we know that you are good and your mercy endures forever, God. As we look over the life of Joseph, many of us see ourselves, many of us broken and hurt for the things that people have done to us in our past. We heard last night from the preacher that we need new wine, but today, God, we also need a new perspective. So, Lord, as you fill us with joy and and, 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 and the ability to enjoy our lives, I'm asking that you will also take the scales of Satan off of our eyes take his thinking out of our mind, uh, causing us to believe that we could only be great if things 10 years ago went well. But you, in your word, let us know that you are able to redeem the time. You can restore the years that the locusts have stolen and what the canker worm has eaten and what the stripping locusts and all of those devouring pestilence have done to our lives. You are the God who speaks to nothing and calls everything to come into existence. There is no Life that is so broken down that it cannot be restored by you and so God we lift up our broken lives today we lift up our empty vessels Oh Lord our hurting hearts God we lift them to you and we ask spirit of the living God that you would do a miraculous work number one of healing our hurts in the name of Jesus and then renewing our perspective so that rather than looking at the abuser rather than looking at the bully rather than looking at the neglect that we look at you and see things from your perspective. God, we ask in the name of Jesus that we would make you the singular uh, individual in our story, that we, we would make you our hero so that God, any situation we've ever found ourselves in, that we would look to you in order to rectify you. We need you right now, God. Somebody is sitting in their living room right now listening to this and they're wondering, how can I let them go? God, there's so much that is broken in my heart, so Much broken in my life, so much that is deteriorated because of what this person does. I'm telling you, in the name of Jesus, I declare and I decree that God can do more in one moment that is surrendered to Him than anything that you could have done in the last 10 years. I declare it right now that with one word from God, He can restore everything that you have lost. Let it go in the name of Jesus. And so God, I'm praying in the name of Jesus that you would now break the shackles off of your people. That those who have been held hostage by the enemy, held hostage by the military, held hostage by themselves, will be set free, would walk out, oh God, undeterred, oh God, to move forward full speed. And in fact, two or three times what it is that you did for anybody else. God, you promoted John Joseph from the prison to second in command in one day and you could do the same for us in one moment God he went from prisoner to second in command to Pharaoh and I declare that over everyone listening in the name of Jesus God you know every wound and I pray that you would heal it and I pray that you would free us free us so that we can live fully into the purpose that you have designed a plan for our lives is our prayer in Jesus name. Amen. God bless you. Thank you so much. Hallelujah.
0: My God, my God, my God. Pastor Lola Johnston, we need you to know that this was the answer to many of our prayers. Tonight's word was confirmation because the tears that are falling on the cheeks, they're 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 now the expression of that internal turmoil that so many have been bottling up for years. Right now, I know someone's crying. Right now, I know someone is feeling this, the Spirit of God fall like never before because this is a moment, and I hear the chains that are falling. I hear the those who were shackled for years, decades, now being made free because you've liberated our minds. The Spirit of God has moved and entered into our homes, and this broadcast, what has happened right here, y'all, is the trajectory of your life has been altered because now you know, that you can't go higher with that baggage. You can't go higher holding on to your history. You can't go higher holding on to those people who've hurt you. You can't go higher holding others hostage. No, being held hostage is not synonymous with going, you gotta let it go. And right now there's some people who are letting it go as a response to this word because of your faithfulness tonight, Pastor Lola Johnston, because you came through and you gave us what God told you to give us. I believe that there are people who are experiencing liberation, freedom, liberty like never before because this is their moment this is their time and this is the answer to their prayers tonight if god answered your prayer tonight if you heard god speak directly to you if you knew that this is a moment that was etched in time and god orchestrated that this would be the night where Pastor Lola Johnston would preach. And when you would tune in and when you would open your heart and your mind to receive what God was willing to give tonight, I declare, I declare and oh, I love the, I declare and decree. That the devil will not hold you hostage any longer. And you receive you receive this word right here. This is what I'm gonna ask you to do. We're gonna do some praying right now over this woman of God who came through and with faithfulness delivered this message to the mailbox of our hearts. But as we are praying for her audibly, I need you to in your house to pray for her. I want you audibly to start opening up your mouth. Let us pray this prayer that what she's poured out that God will pour it back into her, and that her, her her latter days would be greater than her former day. Y'all know she's transitioning right here. And I believe that this upcoming year is going to be the best year for life. Let's pray this prayer. I want you praying. Pastor uh, Goodman, if you don't mind, I want you to start praying for us where we are. And I need everyone else where you are to pray simultaneously. Let's assault the heavens on this woman of God's behalf.
1: Father, in the name of Jesus. Yes. Please, oh, thank you. Oh, thank you. And hey. I don't the name in vain when I say, oh my God. Oh yes, God. I just want to thank you for using your maid servant. Yes, Lord. Thank you that she prayed for your anointing, mm-hmm. and your anointing came through. I yes. mean, uh, I don't know how you do what you do, but your yes. anointing came through here in Texas, and up there in Virginia, and down yes. Lord, and all over the globe. I felt your spirit sitting in front of my screen. Mm. I heard you speaking to me, mm. and God, I thank you so much for using her to help break chains. Yes. Even though we think that we've got it together, you spoke to us tonight and said, there's some stuff we need to let go of. Yeah, God, I thank you that you, you are the chain breaker. Mm-hmm. And I ask God that this 39 year old that's about to be 40 in just a couple of days mm-hmm. who heard a word from you about a 39 year old, God, I pray that the word that you have given to her, you will give it back and bless her 10 times, 30 fold, 60 mm-hmm. yeah. fold, 100 yeah. fold. God, we pray that you will take her to a place that not even she can imagine. It's been said many times over the course of this revival, but we're claiming it again, that you are a God who's able to do exceeding abundantly above all we ask or think. Mm-hmm. Hear everything that she's asked you for. Hear everything that her husband has asked you for. You see what, they, what you've planted in their heart, but Joseph had no idea how you were gonna do what you did. And God, mm-hmm. I pray that you will allow them to see what they could not imagine, not just in the sweet by and by, but that they might see it now in the life that you have for them to use for your glory. Mm -hmm. So we ask that your Holy Spirit would restore her as she has been so unselfish to give to us. God, we pray God that you will bless her going out and her coming in, bless her basket Mm
5: -hmm. and her store.
1: And like Joseph, may everything that she touches be blessed. In Jesus' name we pray. And thank you again for <laughs> obedience to your spirit. And we've been blessed because she was obedient to what you told her to tell us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
0: Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Let's celebrate God for what he has done tonight. We're going to celebrate him. My Lord. My he Lord. is a good God. He's so what a good. Word. What he a is word. so good. What a word. What I got to encourage you at this point to when you log off, you need to make sure that you press that share button. Listen to me. There's someone else who needs the same word. You better press that share button. We're over here. Worshiping God. Y'all I can, the spirit is here. He's falling. The spirit has fallen. (laughs) And we're grateful for the presence of God's spirit that is infiltrating your homes. And I need you, God. Please, shit, please hear me, hear me. I can see, by the way, in the comment section, those who are commenting, whether you shared this or not, I need for you to become one of those sharers. I wanna be able to see that along with your name because you shared this broadcast and God is faithful. So please share this. And I also wanna remind you, if you desire to give, it is if it is your desire to sow a seed, to help someone else who's in financial need, we always need to remind you that you have the opportunity in two different ways. You can send money through Cash App by sending it to The Money Sign, The Quarantine Revival. You all have given over $4,000 to help people all over the globe in less than three weeks. And I want to encourage you, if you have more to give, then please do it because there are people who are in financial need. The Cash App, The Money Sign, The Quarantine Revival, and through PayPal using the Gmail account, Revival at gmail.com through PayPal. I thank you. We celebrate you. And y'all, I'm just going to ask that if you desire to worship, then you can stay here and worship a little longer. God put on my spirit as this woman of God delivered that message. And as she was coming to her close, that we need to play this song, this song, I think, is going to minister to your spirit. So if you don't mind, stay with us a little while longer. And as this song concludes, please don't forget to press that share button because God is still getting his glory here at the Quarantine Moving Forward revival. God bless you.
5: Oh, yes.
6: seemed to fall asleep, there was so much on my mind, searching for that peace, but the peace I could not find, so then I kneeled down to pray, pray help me please, and he said you don't have to cry all your needs. As soon as I start worrying as soon as I stop worrying worrying on the story ends, When I let go when I let go and when I God, let God let him have Let God have his best when before what happens When I start looking at back then When I let go I let go When I let, go when when I let away, God There's so much going on. Sometimes I can't find my way. And oftentimes I struggle. I struggle from day to day. I have to realize that it's not my battle. It's not my battle to fight. I have to know if I put it in the head. As long as I stop worrying Worrying how the story ends